Welcome to the Awake Church Podcast. At Awake, our mission is simple. Know God, take action. We pray this podcast will help you on that journey. I love this saying about a woman, but I think... We're all creators, right? We're made in the image of God and we all are creators. But this says about women, whatever you give a woman, she will create greater. If her husband gives her seed, she'll give him a baby. If she is given a house, she'll make it a home. If she's given groceries, she'll create a meal. If she's given a smile, she'll give her heart. She multiplies and enlarges what is given to her. And I really love that. You women in here, We're always creating things greater, but really we're all creators, and that's what I'm going to talk about today. Now, if any of this sounds new age, it's only because they're trying to steal from us, because we've got the greatest deal on earth, okay? We, with God, are creators, right? We are always supposed to be creating atmospheres and realms that are beautiful to live in. We do it in the natural all the time. We're creating beautiful homes, beautiful yards, beautiful businesses, because we want to live there, right? We're creators. And so today I'm going to talk about how God has given us this amazing opportunity to be creators of a beautiful, mental, and soulish realm with Him that we want to live in all the time. But we can't just think it's going to happen by chance, right? We are part of this creation of this space that we live in every day, right? This mental space, this space we feel in our emotions, and then our body always follows. So I'm going to talk about some keys that God has given to me in my life, because often I've not loved the place that I've lived in, in my mind or my soul. And still every day, do you just clean your house one day and you fix it up and it's all done? If you do, I would love to talk to you after church because I have not figured that out yet. But every day you are working, everything you're doing in the natural to create beautiful spaces, we're to be doing in the spirit. And God has given us that privilege and also that ability and responsibility to do so. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. Uh, The Bible says, and I, how does this work? Do I just start saying a Bible verse and then it goes up? Bam. Okay. (laughs) Bam! Okay, in John 1, 1, let's start there. It says, in the beginning was the Word. And they're talking about Jesus. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, talking about Jesus. He was from it from the beginning. And through him, all things were made, and nothing has been made without him. Okay, so he has been part of everything. God gave Jesus this privilege to be a creator. And what we know about the creation from Genesis 1 is that it was a dark place in the beginning, right? Do you remember that? It says it was empty, it was void in the beginning. And God did what? He spoke and there was light. And then after that, everything that was created, he spoke into being, right? But it started with darkness and emptiness. And we have this ability to take those places that are dark, empty, void and speak into them and create beautiful spaces with God for ourselves, our family, and for the people that we live with at work, everywhere, right? We're to be working with God to create these beautiful spaces. How many people want to live in a beautiful mental space, a beautiful space in your soul? Let's talk about that today. And um, 
if I've spoken before and people have said, wow, you really shared a lot. That was a little personal. I'm like, I'm sorry. How do we become a family and share things that maybe a secret thing that you would never share with anyone and then it brings other people life? Enough with this talking about how great we're doing all the time. I'm glad we're doing great all the time or sometimes, but I don't know that all of us have just figured it all out because I don't see Jesus in the crowd, okay? (laughs) That might be too much to say, but... Just reel me in, baby, if I get a little too crazy. Okay. I was, the other day, just meditating on this scripture that starts, it's from Proverbs, and it says, above all else. Right? Does that have your attention? Like, above all else, guard your heart, is what Solomon teaches us. And he asked God for wisdom, and so I believe he's telling us what's in God's heart. Above all else, guard your heart. Why? Because out of it flows the wellspring of life. All of life flows from that heart. And when I looked up heart, it includes your mind and your soul, right? So above all else, we're supposed to be guarding this thing. It doesn't just get guarded by itself. We have a part to play in it. We're creating this space with God always where we are guarding this thing. Because do you think things come against this, arrows and attacks and wrong thoughts? right? I think we'd all agree that we're not just in this space by ourselves. <laughs> we, I, the Lord gave me this picture one time of radio waves. I can't see them, right? But sometimes I turn on the radio and I turn into a radio station. I don't turn into one. I turn on a radio station. I think the dark realm is like that too. For whatever reason, sometimes you just tune into this space and you're like, whoa, where did that thought come from? It wasn't from me, right? You just tuned into something, don't stress about it. Everyone in this room has done that. I, I believe that. Where you're just like, gosh, that was a dark thought. Cast it down. Cast it down. Right? Don't take responsibility for that thought. You're not just in there by yourself. You're guarding that space. Above all else, guard your heart. Guard your mind. Guard your soul. Let's talk about doing that. Why? I've already messed up the media person. They don't even know what to do. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, why do I want to guard my heart above all else? I'll tell you things that I have stepped into and it wasn't purposely, it was out of desperation because there was a time in my life that I was, I've been a believer since I was 21 years old. So that's been a little bit. And I was so trying to stay out of the supernatural when I was a believer, this is just a true confession. I was like, I love Jesus. I love all he did for me. I love his principles. I'm going to live a good Christian life. But that other stuff scares me because it feels like I'm not in control. That's just honesty, right? And then I got to a place in my life, whoa, I just don't work by myself. I need a little supernatural help. And I got desperate. And then I started having supernatural experiences. So if you've never needed God or needed a supernatural experience, God bless you. But I... I have needed a lot of them. And, and so I want to share some things that I have come to grow to love in this relationship with God. And um, I have now come to need them. So I'm not trying to weird anybody out, but it weirded me out in the beginning, some of these experiences, but I'm trying to tell them as honestly as I can. Deal? I'm not going to talk to you like kids because I always say deal pickles, but I'm not going to do that. All right. 
could y'all mess with each other a little bit? I'm used to being with kids. Somebody needs to pick their nose and somebody needs to mess with their neighbor. Someone needs to not pay attention. Just make me feel at home. All right, anyhow, come back. All right, so what is on offer for us? Because did God, God is not surprised, right? He knows that there would be all these attacks on our minds because we're so powerful, right? We are powerful creatures. And everything has been paid for us to be able to live an amazing godly life with everything on offer. And so I want to live in everything on offer, do you? Not only do I want to, it's necessary, it's required. If we're gonna live this life in health, wholeness, it's gotta be in the supernatural. So, um, I wanna say that I wanna live with power, love, and a sound mind. You too? I want to live in an intimate relationship with God. I want to live in perfect peace. This is what else I want. I wanna live with clarity where there's not this fog and funky. I want to live with supernatural dreams, visions, answered prayers, experiences with God, impressions. I know there's a million more things, but I am going after these things to create with God these spaces for for me to live in, but it's not only for me, it's for everyone I come in contact with. We have a world right now that we would call mentally ill, many people mentally ill, I believe that much of that, maybe all of it, I don't think Jesus would have called people mentally ill. I think he would have said, come out in the name of Jesus. He would have said, "Um, come with me. You've learned some bad things, some wrong things, some crooked things that have made you crooked, right? Maybe you had some traumatic life experiences. You grew up a wrong way where you were hated or you were spoken terribly to. Come to me. Let's make you well. Um, So I will tell you some ways that God has made me well. And remember those things I was totally afraid of? He was like, hmm, sweetheart, you need these things. That control that I wanted so badly was because um, I didn't trust that God was all the way good. And that's still something that I I have to remind myself of sometimes when I have wrong thoughts. I'm like, wait a minute, God is good. That thought is terrible, trash. But um, on this journey, I'm going to tell you the first supernatural dream I ever had because it has to do with this. In this dream, I was, um, and this was when I was just stepping into trusting the supernatural out of my desperation. I was walking by this river in this dream. And you know that character from um, The Passion of the Christ that was the devil, if anyone's seen that movie? That, that, That creature, whatever it was, was shaving someone's hair off right, in this dream, over there by this river. And I knew that was happening, but I had this knowing on the inside of me that I was not to look over there. But my path took me right next to it, okay? So I was walking right next to this happening, and I was listening to that voice, that knowing on the inside. I wasn't supposed to look that way, and I kept going. And then when I felt like I was enough out of sight, I glanced over there, and that creature stopped what he was doing, and he ran to pounce on me. And just as he was about to, I woke up full of sweat. Like, I was, like, really into that dream. And I felt immediately the Holy Spirit say to me, you can feel that presence, can't you? And I was like, yes, I can. 
Like I feel it in my life. Like sometimes I just feel there. It's darkness there. It's trying to say something to me. Sometimes I can hear what it's saying. Sometimes I can't. Go like this if you know what I'm talking about. And if I just do not pay any attention to it, it has no power over me. But once I listen, once I try to figure out what it's saying, once I try to make sure that it's not true what it's saying, there it is. It has the power to just pounce on you. And so the message to me was, Debbie, in that place where you know that that presence is there, you act like it's not even there. Scripture, fix your eyes on Jesus. This is where perfect peace comes from. I will keep, this is what the scripture says, I will keep you, this is God talking to us, in perfect peace when your eyes stay on me. That's my part. Now, I think it's mind. Is it mind? It is. When my mind is stayed on you. And so in that scripture, I learned also that Holy Spirit leads me and my mind follows and then everything else after that follows. My soul will follow my mind and my physical body follows my soul. It's right in line. And if I keep my eyes fixed on him, I'm gonna live in perfect peace. Um, The next thing... Uh, place that I got to go with the Lord one night that was speaking to this place with me. It was the middle of the night and Matt was asleep and I was up praying. Um, I was overcoming, um, well, I was overcoming anxieties and fears and I was praying and asking the Lord to give me direction, you know, going for things, saying, Lord, I need you. I need you to speak to me. And this has never happened to me before, but the, we had this voice aloud in our room say, Papa, Papa, and Matt rose up out of his sleep. And it was our son, John, the crawfish son. He, it was his voice saying it, saying the Papa, Papa. And I just looked over at Matt. I said, what did you just hear? He said, Some, John was just saying Papa. I said, I know, but he is not in here. I've been up for hours. Matt went to go check to make sure John was sleeping and in his bed. And I had remembered a teaching where um, someone said, when the, if the Lord speaks to you, and remember, I wasn't expecting that, <laughs> look to see what time it is. Has anyone ever heard this teaching before? And that will speak to you maybe a scripture verse. So I said, let's try that. Let's try that. And it was like five, just after 5 a.m. I said, let's look up John 5. And so we got our Bibles out. And let me just tell you a little backstory. Like two years before that, who can understand some of these things? Our son, Seth, with no hips, he came in with a Bible. He was like three years old. And it was turned to John 5. And he brought it to the kitchen table and gave it to Matt. And he calls Matt Papa. And he put it down, he said, Papa. And he kissed each one of our elbows. We were like, what? And then here's John 5 again. Now, at this time, when we were got this word, Papa, Papa, I was 38 years old, okay? And in the scripture, this man is 38 years old. And it says, a man for 30, no, no, he wasn't. He was an invalid for 33, 38 years old. I don't know how old he was. And it said he was by this pool. Do you know the story? And he's saying he couldn't get healed because the waters would be stirred and you had to be the first one in the pool to get healed. And... Um, Jesus says to him these words that cut me, cut me right to the heart. And he said, do you want to be made well? 
which seems like a funny thing to ask someone who is crippled. But it is not such a funny story. Do you want to be made well? Here's what's required, right? Do you, so, sometimes we think, yes, I do want to ma- be made well until here's what's required. And so in that moment, remember the word was just Papa, Papa, and that was so curious to me. Like, why is that all he said? Why didn't he just come to me and say, hey, here's how you get well? But sometimes, even in the parables in the Bible, God gives you a little bit and he calls you in to understand the more. And I'm still asking him if there's anything else to unpack in the story. But the Papa Papa stood out to me because it's such an intimate voice that you would call your dad, right? Like the person that raised me, I would never feel comfortable calling them Papa because I don't even think he would like that because it would be too like snuggly and close and intimate, right? And so. Some, sometimes we call him father, or we sometimes we call people dad, but papa is just so intimate. And I felt, after unpacking, I said, Lord, is that what you're saying to me? That the answer to this whole 38 years of struggling and fear and pushing you aside is that I've been afraid of intimacy? And I really do believe that's exactly what he was saying to me, because then he took me on this journey of intimacy with him where I was having experiences with him that I would have pushed away before. Does that make sense? And I'm wanting more of this. I'm wanting, like, God, I don't know what my, I'm so used to myself. I don't know what all the things that, all the guards I've put up and all the walls, because I'm just used to that place. But he was melting that thing for me that morning, just like, call me Papa, not Father. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we call him father. But in this moment, he was saying, I want you near. I want you to trust me. Love is what casts out fear. I know some people say faith, but that's not what the word says. It says perfect love is what casts out all fear. Right? And he was pulling me into that place um, with him. And so if you want to be made well, We don't get to always choose the way that we get made well. Sometimes we have to allow God to take us on these experiences and speak to us supernaturally so that he can be intimate with us and share his love and direction with us. Remember, the word says we're not supposed to live by bread alone, but by every word that's proceeding. It's a present tense word from the mouth of God. That means he's right now speaking to us, and we need to be in tune with him and listening to him, and however way he chooses to speak. Because this is really prideful, but sometimes I think, God, I would have done that differently. I would have not said, Papa, Papa. I would, I would have really done something different. He knows how to get to my heart. And even though it took me days to say, what? And, and do you know that I pondered it for a long time? Have you ever done that? The Lord shows you something, or he says something, and you're like, that was, what was that? What did that mean? Anyone ever have one of those? We're just like, God, unpack that for me. And he knows that you're going to spend time with him, and he's going to show you all kinds of things about yourself that you did not know. <laughs> okay. All right. Should I share another one of those? Or yeah. I, is, is this getting too freaky? I, I don't love some of this either, honestly. I want to be a lot more normal, but like natural, but... 
he has his ways. Like, you, you know how much I have gone back to these words that he's given to me and I have lived from them? Do you do that sometimes too? Like something will pop up that's similar to what happened to you before and you go back to that word. You're like, no, you said this, this, this. And that's that same thing that you're speaking to. Okay, um, impressions. This is such an interesting thing that God did one time with me. And then I'm gonna move on. This is my last one I'm gonna share. Okay, and so... This one time I had this impression. Okay, I, I, one day Matt was driving and I was in the car and I was like, I rose up in my spirit because fear was trying to get on me at that day. And we were about to have a family day. I was like, uh-uh, not today. We are going to have a fun day as a family. And um, so I rose up and I was like, let me tell you a backstory first before I, I tell you that part. These things are hard to tell sometimes. Like, okay, we lived on Olivet Church Road. This is a road here in Winston-Salem. And our address was 2340, okay? Um, 2340. My birthday is the 23rd day of August. And number 40 has always meant a lot to me. The Lord unpacked the number 40 to me, that the number 40 means this far and no more, or the end of it all. That's what number 40 means. Um, if you look that number up. And so when we moved to Olivet Church Road, every time we would say the word all of it, I would hear all of it. You know, I wouldn't even hear all of it. Like sometimes I'd even go to write the word and I'd be like, not all of it, it's all of it. <laughs> but um, I felt like the Lord had spoken to me and said, in this house, you are going to get rid of all of it. Right, because I will say to you, I never had trouble with, I never thought I had trouble with fear my first 38 years of my life because every time something hard would happen, I would just shut that place in my life down. You know, I think most of you know, like when I was a kid, my parents died in a car accident and I never had one emotion. I just shut that feeling down. If ever, like, I was afraid that something could happen, I'd be like, well, I could live without that if I needed to. And that never felt like fear. But fear can have all kinds of different heads, Right? It can cause you to go, that doesn't matter to me, so I just won't feel in that area. Seriously. So when the Lord said, you've struggled with fear for 38 years, I'm like, no, I haven't. I've just started having panic attacks right now. But that's not what he showed me. He was like, that's all fear. Whether you shoved it down, whether you turned off emotion, whether you said, I don't need anybody to care about me, all in the category, fear. <laughs> that was a surprise. So anyhow, when God, this 2340, I was like, oh man, this is my birth year right here on this Olivet Church Road, birth year of the end of it all. And I was, weren't we like, we were like, we were like proclaiming the all of it while we were in that house. Okay, anyhow, we're driving in the car one day and um, that thing was rising up where it was trying to, you know, mess with me about something, who knows what, who cares even. Uh, and I was like, uh-uh. You know what? Whatever that voice says to me, that presence that I can feel or that concern or something wrong could happen, I am never listening to you again. Lord, I'm only listening to your voice. And I was just proclaiming all these things. I was speaking life into myself. I was like resuscitating myself. And right then, I felt the Spirit turn my eyes to this mailbox how do you explain those kind of things? I was just like looking at that mailbox after I proclaimed it, and it said 2340. I went, oh, Matt, what, 
isn't our address 234? Like, I was so like, Bruh. I said, did you see that mailbox? He's like, uh, what mailbox? I was like, 2340. I was just proclaiming the truth about my life and how this thing cannot get a hold of me. And I'm a woman of God. I mean, I was, mm-mm-mm-mm. As you get, right? Do y'all do this? Like, uh-uh. I'm living free up here. This is a beautiful creation, the Lord in me, so that I can be clear to love the whole world. You got no place in me. And the scripture says, my sheep know my voice. They will not follow a stranger. What does it mean to know the Lord's voice? It means, you know that presence that's saying, doomsday, something bad's gonna happen. I don't care what it's saying, that is not the Lord's voice, right? We know his voice, we're his sheep. We will not follow. But the Lord gave, and I don't know how you explain that thing where you know the Lord just went, hmm, and you see certain things and the Lord just speaks right to your heart. It's like a download. It's like, here's what I'm saying to you, girl. You are on the right track. Do not, I don't care what that thing says. It might have a great argument, a great case. Do not listen. It's not my voice. Okay. So, and we all need to encourage each other. We need a disciplined mind. We're disciples. We have disciplined minds. We just cast things down. I shared this one time, and if this person is here, I, I don't mean to speak against this, but she said, every time that voice comes, you need to say, in the name of Jesus, come out. Or in the name of Jesus, you stop talking. I'm like, I would be doing that sometimes 20 times. I am not going to spend my day doing that. The Bible says, cast down every thought and imagination. I'm not even going to give it the time of day. I know it's who's speaking down, Right? And you just do it in your mind. He's given us the ability to do that so that above all else, right? Above all else, guard your heart. The wellsprings of life come out of it. Um, 1127. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. what, what time do we end? I don't go to this church. <laughs> I'm always upstairs. <laughs> Okay, sorry. All right, who, who is my person that does these things up here? Is it you, Brandon? Noah, I'm sorry. I, I've, done, I've done a bad job at that. Okay, um, no weapon formed against you. Look how powerful we are. He's got weapons he's trying to form against you. Like, oh, I know that experience she didn't understand. I know that thing that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It's a promise. And every tongue that rises up in judgment, condemned, even if it's your own voice. Right? Your own voice. No weapon. A great study, y'all, is no and alls and whosoever and whatsoever. That's a gr- I spent days putting those into my spirit because the offer is for all. It's whosoever or anyone who's or all who. That's us, y'all. We, God has called us to be part of this family. We all found each other. Look, here we are. In this day and age, all together going after Jesus, we're to encourage each other in this walk, right? Confess sin one to another. Sin, it's been dealt with. It's covered in the blood. 
Let's, let's be a safe place for each other to come to and to say, gosh, I'm struggling. And if you've never struggled in the area, that's awesome. Like if someone came to me and said, I'm struggling with like being so scared about my finances. I've never really struggled. I've had bad finances before, but somehow I'm able to ignore them all. I don't know. <laughs> sorry, you know that too, but sorry. Um, but I might not be able to know what you're going through, but I've gone through some stuff, right? And we've all gone, it might not be the same topic. And so I think we need to guard our hearts from thinking like, why would she struggle with that? It's just not been your thing, right? But we all have maybe something we've overcome. And so um, just to be a beautiful heart for each other to to go to. Um, And I guess there was one more thing I wanted to say. Um, I love this one, and I'll end with this. Okay, Ephesians 6.13. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything to stand, what do you do? Stand. And it reminds me of that creature in the Lord of the Rings. What's his name again? That big dragon that was fighting Gandalf? That creature. He, He came first at Gandalf with his mouth and his fire and everything. And Gandalf was fighting him off and he thought he was all done with him. And do you remember what the creature did? He whipped his tail around and grabbed him with his tail. And I've experienced that, have you? Where like sometimes the enemy's all up in my face and I'm like casting him down and I'm like, "Mm." and then there goes the tail. I'm like, oh, okay, I wasn't ready for that one. Another thought comes, but this Bible verse says, after doing everything to stand, right? You're speaking the word. There's nothing else to do. You need to stand. And if it wasn't true that after standing, you still need to stand, he wouldn't have said it. But he knows how these things go. Like, I'm doing everything to stand, and then I'm standing, and then maybe I'm standing some more, right? So can I pray over y'all? Okay. Oh, before I do, there's prayer ministry up front afterwards and prophetic ministry in the back. Okay, let's all pray. I was supposed to say that part. Okay. Lord, thank you so much for bringing us all together. Thank you for this family, God. Thank you for each one in this room. Thank you for their journey. Thank you for all, and I just bless, actually, my brothers and sisters for all that they've overcome, Lord. I just champion them, each one right now, each one, champion them for all that they've said no to and everything they've said yes to, Lord. Every way they've believed your word, every way they've cast down thoughts, every way they have forgiven themselves, forgiven others, Lord, and kept their eyes fixed on you to trust you. I just speak a blessing to everyone in this room for the stamina to continue to receive from your spirit, God, everything you have on offer so they can have the most healthy, beautiful, heavenly place to live in with you. And they would bring many, as many as possible along with them to come to know you, God. I pray for every gifting, every weapon needed, everything to be warriors and everything to be deeply and intimately loved by you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. 
for updates on future episodes, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. For more information about Awake Church, visit awakechurch.com.